0: Welcome to Behind The Sims. At SaberSim, we're a team of professional gamblers, data scientists, and sports nerds building the best DFS optimizer and sports betting model on the market. This podcast is a behind-the-scenes look at how we do it. Every episode is an unedited recording of our team's actual conversations as we research, analyze, and iterate our way to answering the tough questions in DFS and sports betting. Whether we're answering questions like what's the best way to build your bankroll?", analyzing different ways to diversify, or even building new models, we're going to share it all right here. And we aren't holding anything back. If you're ready to go deep into what it really takes to win, then this is a podcast for you.
1: All right, cool. So we're back here for another episode of Behind the Sims with our our slider backtesting project here. Last time we were on, uh, started to get some of the initial findings coming out there, Uh, a couple of strange little quirks that we were working through talking through our, our 500 000, uh percent roi as it were um the namesake of the last title so we have some more fighting uh findings here today it sounds like so i guess uh, elijah I'll, I'll let you kind of just jump in and uh start talking about what we're what we're seeing here
0: yeah thanks jordan uh yes last time definitely had some pretty significant bugs in our data and uh, i think after the last call matt and i got together and made some Uh, some calls to how I want to like parse that out and clean that data. So that way the insights are a little bit more uh, intuitive. So we're gonna go through what we found based on that. Uh, This is not to say these are like the final suggestions I would say and and how we're gonna change the app and the settings, but it's at least a step in the direction of like what we'd like to do uh, in the end. So just to like start off, I I want to see the distribution of slate sizes that were in our data set. Um, because something that's part of our analysis is going to be obviously bucketing the contest based on the slate size. So I just wanted to see what slates were popular and which weren't in our data set. Uh, it looked like the vast majority were nine game slates, uh, which is just something that I was keeping in mind. And there was nothing larger than 15, which I think makes sense in the MLB uh, for this season. And and yeah, actually no, looks like there was no eight game slates, which, uh, or sorry, no nine game slates, which which was interesting. Uh, so then on as another layer, not just looking at the slate size, uh, obviously, we want to look at uh, the optimal performance within SaberSim's predefined buckets. Um, and so I want to see the sample size of what those look like. Um, just because when we draw a conclusion in our analysis, and if we say, you know, in a uh, 150 max, 50,000 person contest. These settings are the best. We want to see, okay, well, how many, how many sample? Like, what was our sample size in, in determining that uh, conclusion? So this is just a visual for me. I know for those of you listening to podcasts can't see this right now, but uh, there's pretty varied uh, frequencies in terms of the bucket as well as slate size uh, here. And this is just a, a, something that I was using uh, in, in my analysis real, real so, quick i was yeah. just
1: gonna jump in at one sure so right off the bat no slate sizes of nine games in the so data set that
0: yeah does that seem off to you guys i don't know if that was like a red flag on my end, but.
1: feels a little weird to me i mean matt what are your thoughts there
2: yeah you, i mean no we, didn't, nine not, game we, didn't, we didn't run the entire season um yeah. cool. so i think it's okay probably just ran it, it's not like we ran every single slate uh I think we talked about doing that at some point, but gotcha. Um, it just ended up not really being viable. So this is like, I think we had around 40 to 45 slates total. Yeah. Um, and so this is like, you know, including, you know, early turbo nights, right, right, stuff right. like that. But then also the main slates. And I think there's probably happened to not be known. Yeah. The um, many, I- I'm actually kind of, yeah, I'm kind of curious as like why, that is but uh yeah i mean just looking at like uh, real quick kind of the uh data it looks like i guess the uh august first slate was nine games no there definitely are nine game slates but i think probably just for whatever reason like the date ranges that i chose yeah. they didn't didn't have many so yeah, yeah. Okay. weird and then
1: on the next slide real quick i just wanted yeah. to get a closer look here sure so can, can you talk a little bit again, just like yeah. visually what we're actually seeing here?
2: Sorry,
0: yeah, that that's probably a good point. Just pause here for a moment. So, okay, so as you can see on the x-axis, I'm trying to describe this as well as I can. There's a number followed by underscore and then another number. So the first number is the Saberson bucket tag. Um, and then the following number is the slate size. And just to like, for for my reference, sort of in the appendix here, I have like a, just a dictionary of I saber sims buckets and then like what defines that bucket and and in the analysis later i have much more details on like what those buckets are this is just for me to see are there any insane outliers and if so i dig into like what was going on there um got it uh, yeah if that makes sense to you so like for example here you see 10 underscore 10 plus that's a saber sim 10 bucket on a 10 plus game slate so like if i had to go see what that was like i'd go to a 10 game our SaberSim 10 bucket and that's a three max with a thousand to 10,000, just like that's what we were looking at there. Um, Yeah, not like super important, but yeah, feel free to cut me off if you guys have any questions about anything. Um, So then the actual, so from the last time when we saw super astronomical ROIs and sort of weird behavior, uh, we decided to do a few things to clean our data, which was one, only looking at GPPs that have at least a hundred entrants in them uh, we also dropped all bills that had a sim precision setting of zero. Uh, we weren't exactly sure what was causing this, but there was some pretty weird behavior when the sim precision was zero, uh, which meant that it was using all of the sims in determining the lineup. So, for, for whatever reason, the jump from zero to one was a really big deal uh, in our analysis in terms of yeah, just,
2: noise. Just real, yeah. real quick with that, I think that was actually um, not about the sim precision itself. It was that there were some slates where we had like run- we essentially, it was a weird bug where we ran the sim a bunch of times but like we didn't reset the results and so we would keep like increasing the winnings of these, so like those 500,000 ROI lineups is essentially we kept simming it and increasing the winnings um, every time we simmed it but like not removing the entry fee so we ended up like with you know um, all these lineups that banked 10,000 times in 5,000 hmm. sims or whatever, you know, like, these impossible results. And it was because we just, like, always, we, like, started with sim precision zero in, like, the loop of the settings. And for some reason, some of them, like, basically, it was just, like, the sim precision zero was just a um, not actually the cause. It was just those happened to be the ones that hmm. had that bug where it, like, re-ran. So I think the latest data that I had stored for you doesn't have that. So we probably okay. could add the simplification zero back in um, if we wanted to. I think it's fine in this case because it it doesn't seem like that's, I don't think that's yeah. going to be like the optimal for most of these, but I think we can try to add that back in and just look For at sure. it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the new data is like super easy for me to work with. So I'm happy to, to yeah. add that in uh, and like rerun this. It'll take like not a lot of time at all. Um, And yeah, and then after we cleaned for these two things and then anything that was remaining that had an ROI of greater than 500%, we just, we dropped. And that wasn't totally arbitrary. Um, I plotted a histogram of the ROIs, which I'll pull up here. This is after dropping everything over 500, but um, I was noticing like a few outliers that were beyond 500% and everything to the left of it was looked more like this. So I, that was just yeah. sort of an intuitive outlier to drop. So this is what the distribution of the mean ROIs looked like across all builds, all slates, like all buckets. Um, and this is just yeah. useful to look at or look at to, uh, useful to know because when I go through the numbers of what was actually determined optimal, like the, these aren't expected ROIs. Just the relative yeah. performance of them is very important. So the, I just want to show this as like the distribution of them, uh, so that way the, the numbers and the analysis make more sense.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, Does that, yeah, make that sense makes bad? sense. Yeah. So kind Basically. of the median or like mode or whatever is like 100% ROI. But yeah. That's of course assuming like that we if, if that's assuming that the sims are perfect. Right. Right. Yeah. So okay. if you're building lineups. With SaberSim, and if our sims are like the actual true representation of the all the, you know, the the uh, probabilities of these events happening, if, if it's perfect sims, then essentially like 100% ROI is like the most common outcome. Um, obviously, you know, the sims aren't perfect uh, because n- no no sims can be perfect. So you know, you basically can like subtract probably, you know, subdivide this the roi by some amount to get like the actual like expected yeah. roi who knows i don't really know what that number is but uh it's more about the relative roi than than the actual
1: no, no sims are perfect except for the tennis model that's
0: <laughs> exactly yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> perfect yeah um, so, yeah, I thought this was useful just to show the distribution of what we were seeing. Uh, it'd probably be interesting, Matt, to like, normalize these and uh, like a further analysis. And I do not really think to do that, but mm-hmm. that could be interesting as like, a next step. Um, so, yeah, so then in terms of determining what the optimal build settings are, we obviously need a metric to say, okay, this means it's optimal. And, and we decide to land on the mean portfolio ROI. Um, something else we were looking at was the omega ratio, and we can sort of get into what that is and why that matters as we go through this. Yeah, um, and,
2: and just I yeah. just want to quickly like reiterate with the the reason that we're doing this is is essentially our goal with the default settings is to create like an entire lineup pool that is where like all the lineups are, you know, high EV. Um, we're not the goal isn't to like create a diversified lineup pool necessarily. Um, I think we'll be working on tools in the future that will like mm-hmm. help to create diversified lineup sets from your pool. But basically, like the goal of the pool is to like create, you know, good lineups. And so that's why we care the most about just the like mean ROI. Um, but yeah, Omega Ratio is essentially a way to measure like riskiness. Um, it's kind of like the risk of total loss is, is uh, you know, measured much more strongly here. And so um, basically, like, if two build settings have very similar mean ROIs, but one has a much higher Omega ratio, we'll go with that, because that means it's a much more, like, diversified, less risky lineup pool. So basically, all else equal, we want less risk, but what we care about the most is just, like, ROI. And it's of the entire lineup pool. It's of the entire pool, not the sorted by Saber score or anything. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, That makes sense. I guess we can just get into this now. So I determined from the data what the actual optimal build settings were for each bucket for slate sizes two, three, four, five, six, and then seven to nine, and then 10 plus. Uh, This method of finding the optimal build settings was sort of the original idea Matt and I had. Which was just what combination of settings led to the highest mean ROI? Like, just what was the single combination of them that led to the highest ROI? Um, so, that was the initial attempt at doing this. And so, I mean, let's, we can talk about if these numbers make sense to you guys, if there's anything that's is weird to you. I think something that's worth noting before we get into this is I remember on the last uh, podcast, Matt or Jordan, you guys were talking about how ownership is maybe a strange metric or not setting to look at here because the the Sims themselves already incorporate the slate size into ownership. I remember there was something we were talking about there that, um, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys recall what I'm talking about.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, part of it was there's a few different aspects here. So one is that the ownership is based on our ownership projections, but if the ownership projections are far off from actual ownership then like it's not going to it's going to have a much different effect than if the ownership mm-hmm. projections are much are very accurate we feel you know we're confident in our ownership projections especially with like a lot of the recent changes that um, the team has made but that is one thing is that like it's unlike correlation like ownership is directly related to the contest and but the other thing is like yeah the way that ownership interacts with the builder does depend on slate size as well because like the it's kind of relative ownership each each player yeah. essentially gets like adjusted relative to the average like ownership of that position so on a mm-hmm. big slate size the average ownership of that position is smaller and so like uh, in a way right now I think in the app we do increase ownership fade the smaller the slate and I think it's possible that we we'll see what these results say, but that, that doesn't really, it's possible that doesn't really make a lot of sense because it's already incorporating that. But yeah, we can we can just get into it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, know. Would it be helpful for us
1: to see a couple different buckets f- first, or do you want to just kind of start talking about, like,
2: this one? Uh,
0: so, I think what we should... What
2: we should sorry, Matt, yeah. Um. I mean, I, Elijah and I talked about this a little bit, and so I think what... What maybe we should do is um, let's let's summarize what we talked about before yeah. Elijah off this call because basically like we were kind of going over this these numbers a little bit uh, yesterday or a couple yeah. days ago and um, it's like pretty clear we you know you can show some other slides as well but like yeah there's some weird findings yeah, here like- um, where like the trends don't like in this one where it, it's 10 ownership is the best build at slate size seven to nine and then it goes to zero at 10 plus doesn't really make sense yeah um and some like weird like drop-offs where it's like nine precision and then one and then five like it's kind of these weird things and and i think we've talked about this a little bit in other calls but i think there is a little bit of variance here in terms of like you know we're running 21 even though we're running a ton of sims we're running, like, 2100 different combinations of build settings, I think. Well, I guess not... Tw- it's, like, uh, 1100, but, like, for the highest position, we're running multiple. But, yeah, say 1100 different combinations of build settings. Um, like, the one that is the best out of those 1100, it seems like there could be a little bit of just randomness there of, like, oh, this happened yeah. to just be, like, a good... Build because of how we're sampling the Sims and everything, and and to to pull mm-hmm. out like the optimal awesome build settings out of like all these eleven hundred builds by just selecting one set of settings doesn't I think doesn't make a ton of sense and is like too there's too much variance in that despite all the Sims and so yeah what Elijah's mentioned before and that I wanted him to look at was to kind of like smooth out the data a little bit and like let's look at the top ten percent of like, so we have our 1,100 different combinations of the builds of the sliders. Let's yeah. look at, like, the top 10% by ROI and see, like, what what's the average, like, numbers there. And, um, Elijah, if you want to get into that. I mean, yeah, yeah so let, let's just get into that because, like, basically yeah, sure. the other tables up there are, like, I think they're interesting and there's some things that we can dig into. But, like, yeah, there's clearly a lot of, like, kind of randomness there. So yeah. There's a lot of noise we can in get one. into this a little bit yeah sure jordan sorry what are you gonna say
1: no that sounds good i was gonna like that was the first thing i noticed is like it seems like there are weird like drop-offs yeah. and and things like that so yeah um,
0: and that, that's what's frustrating because like matt and i were connecting like is there a problem with the sim logic like when there, there isn't i just think it's a function of just the high variance nature of how these sims work um so like because of that we thought a better approach would be as Matt was saying, not just look at the top performing combination of builds, but look at the top 10% performing builds for that bucket and slate size, and then just average the build settings to a single number. Um, So I think these numbers look like they make a bit more sense to me. Uh, There's like a general positive upwards trend in correlation uh, for just for example, bucket three, which is a single entry contest with hundred to thousand entries. Uh, Like correlation seems to start at one and kind of increases steadily to about six and then kind of comes down in larger slate sizes. You get to seven to nine and 10 plus, which I thought to be a little weird. And that's oddly a trend that continues like across most buckets, uh, which at Mm -hmm. exactly six correlation seems to level off, um, which I don't know if that's also noise in the data, but this was uh, something that I saw quite a bit.
2: Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. Could... On, on, sorry, go ahead, Jordan. No, you go first, because I think we might, might be saying the same thing. I think probably not. I think is that what I was going to say <laughs> was a bit more, was just knowing how the builder works. What that indicates to me is more about, I mean, there could be a logical reason for it, like a logical game theory reason. What that, that indicates to me is that maybe it's something that we should look into on the builder side and like the builder code itself that there's something about because basically how um, especially with the new like upside correlation that we use like the higher the correlation weight like that's kind of treating correlation differently in terms of how linups are being built and when it's set really high we're like really focusing on correlation way more than the actual sim scores and I wonder if um, Basically, like, we should shift the, I mean, and this complicates the, what we're setting the slider defaults to, um, but I'm just, I'm just kind of brainstorming here, like, if it's dropping off like that at every single bucket, I almost wonder if, like, maybe correlation above six is actually just, like, once you get above that, you're kind of losing value because you have more correlation than, like, six is as much correlation as you need, basically, and once you get over that, it's, like. You're already getting strong stacks um, you don't really at that point you're essentially just like losing the value of like these sims and the projections relative to correlation uh, yeah. that would be my theory w- what were you gonna say Jordan
1: uh yeah I mean I think that I think that makes some sense i I was trying to think if there's there was kind of more of a game theory reason for why that might be I mean I do think. You said it's like this for all buckets though, like even a larger field contest and things like that. So
0: let's just see, like I made some just visuals to make this make more sense. So like a bucket nine, just three max, hundred to a thousand at once, once the slate size is bigger than six, it comes down at about five and a half. Uh, Let's just see a bigger one like bucket 15. Oh, this is still like just higher entries. Uh, So yeah, for something like a thousand to 10,000, 20 max, like it, it, comes up to like six and a half correlation but it's always at slate size six like the second the slate size gets to be larger than six it seems like more correlation uh is is worse which which is pretty strange to me but I'll wait sorry this... can you
2: go back to this so just to make sure i'm understanding this graph yeah so the x-axis so we have the same bucket which is the 20 max a thousand to ten thousand entries yeah. The underscore, the number to the right of the underscore is the number of games on the slate, right? Yes, exactly. So just okay. ha- six is the slate
0: size, but it also happened to be, I didn't want to cut you off, but yes, yeah, the, the six was the slate size I was talking about. Um, but it did happen to be that the correlation was around like 6.5 always at its max. Okay. Um, sorry if that was unclear.
2: Yeah, I think I was getting, I was mixing it up when I was talking yeah. about four. I was thinking that the correlation being above six is what went down, but as the slate size being bigger, yeah, led to the slate size smaller correlation. Sure. Okay, sorry. Yeah, well, so I, I guess ignore what I just said yeah. earlier, <laughs> but, then sorry about but that. But you
0: weren't totally wrong in that, yeah. Like it, the correlation was never finding itself above six and a half, seven, so like it, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, the analysis I was getting at was the more the slate size. Sorry, Dr. I right. mean, I,
1: I was kind of thinking that m- m- maybe. At correlation six, we start to get to the right kind of like macro correlations of like lineup construction. Like we get five, three stacks, five stacks, five, and above, above and beyond that, it starts to, and I think this is kind of maybe what you were saying that like, yeah. it starts to overvalue micro correlations of like batting order and like yeah. that kind of stuff. And maybe it just doesn't, it's not enough of a factor that it moves the needle beyond that because I think I was just yeah. going to run a build too and just see like if we run builds at like 6 do you kind of like is that enough to get the is that enough to get the like yeah. traditional lineup constructions that you'd want
2: yeah and I think in terms of the slate size thing I mean uh, again I, I do think that's it is odd to me that lower correlation at higher slate bigger slate sizes yeah. is more optimal um, one thing could just be like at really big slate sizes um, there's just more edge in the projections, and so you you just want to, like, lean into the projections more than the correlation. I don't, but it's just, yeah, it's definitely not intuitive. So, mm-hmm. okay, so this is the biggest bucket here. So, like, yeah, once so the do, biggest like, one. Song... Big flagship GPP, yeah. which is, I think, even though this is, like, only one of the buckets, I would say this is the one that we, like, care about the most probably because yeah. um, this is like the minimax this is the big flagship this is um, you know like the biggest contest
0: and here we're seeing a, I would say a, a weird jump uh, when the slate size is four in terms of correlation being the highest of like eight and a half but other than that I would say it's a pretty like just positive trend. Uh, in terms of correlation and slate size. and I So I dug into this one a little bit further because I had a feeling that this was one that we'd be interested in talking about. Uh, So where is it? I looked at, so just to reiterate this, like when I say that uh, Saberson bucket 23, slate size four, these are the optimal ones. Like these numbers are the function of lots of individual builds that made this average value of 8.47. So I plotted like um, what... What these would look like uh, in terms of what are the actual correlation metric, uh, correlation settings that went into that value of like eight point five versus uh, whatever was at the highest one, like five point eight seven. And yeah. I don't know if this is worth looking into, but like uh, during a four game slate, this is where we saw uh, eight correlation being eight point five is like in the top 90th percentile. What's interesting is that the only correlation settings that were within the top 10% of this build it had correlation values at eight, nine, and ten. Um,
2: which that uh, feels I, like all... a this feels like a bug territory to me. Uh, so
0: it yeah I, the I think so that there were
2: only well... like I almost wonder yeah. if like the builds if we have a small sample of slates at this four game size and. For some reason, like we like didn't run all the builds or something, and so we don't even have builds at the lower correlations because. Um, I think one thing we should do, which we can't do this on like this call, but we should mm-hmm. probably just like ignore any contest where we don't have the full set of like if there's anything where for some reason something errored out and we only yeah. say have like 500 builds for the contest, you know? Yeah, um, we should just do that entirely because yeah. obviously we're going to get skewed results if uh we only have like the eight nine ten correlation
0: so but, yeah i agree with you but in this case like this is saying in the top 10 percent of builds these were the only three right. settings that were present so i like yes I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so it's possible in this analysis to find like a subset of the build options but i looked into why this was just eight nine and ten and in this specific case um it was because i uh, i mentioned that we dropped any builds that resulted in a mean roi of greater than 500 percent. and all the builds in a in this bucket that were had fewer had a, had a correlation figure that was lower than eight all had greater than 500 percent roi
2: so that was why okay so this is like an dropping. error Stuff, yes, this is, there's something wrong but, with this bucket. Yes,
0: but it wasn't immediately concerning to me that only eight, nine, and ten were there because it's again like the top ten percent of builds. So it's possible that like every combination in the top ten percent had either eight, nine, ten correlations. That wasn't immediately alarming to me, but I did look into it, and it
2: is like a bug uh, in yeah in the R. Okay, so we can ignore this. Yeah, bucket, but we should like figure out yeah why because that, that yeah bug I thought was kind of fixed in like the newer data that was it's possible uh, this is on
0: the older data so I'm happy to it's this is on the older okay yeah okay well yeah so we can we had 30 something slates um right right but but yeah okay yeah and then yeah Um, so this this looks better to me like this is the top 10 percent of builds in a like flagship gpp basically um, and these look more normal to me, like in terms of okay. Accounts. So this is the
2: top ten yeah. percent. Interesting. So these are the accounts. so even though the yeah. average yeah is like you know five point something or six point seven for correlation. Like there's more correlation ten builds in like the top ten percent of settings yeah. than any other correlation. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: Which I thought would be cool to look into. Yeah. And like, there's, it's funny, there's like, like zero is better than two. So, like, uh, there's some pretty interesting uh, things that I was seeing here. But again, we spoke about this last time. The, these settings are not independent, right? So, like, this analysis mm-hmm. should be taken with a grain of salt. Um, just something to keep in mind. Uh, I remember something you guys were talking about last time. And so, yeah.
1: And it drops off like under six, too, is what I'm seeing as well. Like, there's a yeah. drop on correlation Um, yeah, and precision um but correlation like there's a drop there Mm -hmm. um but kind of not really actually i guess because three and four are in that like more successful yeah so it's almost like there's a drop like like zero one and two there's kind of a drop but then yeah like almost anything yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was experimenting with some builds right off the bat, and it does seem like what I said was like pretty true. That like you, I wonder how far I could take this. Like even at correlation five, instantly five three five two four three four four. Like you get the stacks you expect.
2: Is that for the top saber score or for like the pool?
1: That's for top saber score. For pool, because
2: you know, it doesn't make sense, sense that like well.
1: it would. Yeah. Okay. By far. I... So yeah,
2: I mean. Like I wonder, and th- what which what sites what site slate is this? It's today's slate,
1: eight game eight game slate.
2: Okay, hmm. yeah. So. so, I think it's very possible that it's like you don't really need correlation above six. Um, is what we're losing you a little bit here, Matt? Yeah. There um, we go. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, there you go. We hear you now.
2: Um, what I would expect is that intuitively is that like on a smaller slate, I mean, not even small, like mid-sized slate, even like eight games that maybe six is like you need, but for like a 15-game slate, you would kind of need higher correlation in order to get, at least in order to get those stack types like the 5-3 that sure. people want. Um, which I guess kind of when you're showing like, you know, there were a more Correlation ten, but okay. here so here's a six game slate. Yeah, Sorry, so I'll go back here.
0: Yeah, slate. Yeah, twenty max, like mid size contest. Uh, six yeah. game
2: slate. Still like eight seven nine is pretty high up there. Yeah. So what I would probably w- my first thoughts here is to is that this is like too many builds. Um, like top ten percent is too many. Mm. Like obviously before the, the initial findings we're just taking one build, right? Yeah. Like, the top build out of 1,100 or 1,200. Uh, mm. This is taking a lot. I mean... So, yeah, I guess we, we're running, like, over 2,000. Um. So, this is top 10% is taking, like, 200, which yeah, I'm a little around. bit confused, actually, about the y-axis here, because... This looks like a lot more than two hundred. Yeah, um, bi- oh, I guess because pretty- there's multiple there's multiple slates and stuff. So exactly, it's, not, it's uh yeah, it's like two thousand builds times however many yeah contests and slates that we're running. Um, mm-hmm. but I feel like taking the top five percent or even the top one percent mm-hmm. and looking at the averages there might be yeah. better because we're we're still have we would have enough builds to smooth out the results, but we're still like when we're looking at so many, especially when you're looking at that 10 plus game, yeah, like the highest pocket, highest number of games, um you know, it was like the 10 correlation had like 350 builds. Uh um, yeah. It just seemed like there's too many. And so when we're yes. averaging out the oldest numbers, they kind of just add, like the average ownership, for example, was like five oh, for every yeah, single always thing, Yeah, always five. Right? And what yeah, that indicates is just like ownership doesn't matter because the average ownership of all the builds is going to be five because it's zero for yeah. 10. And so basically like ownership doesn't like all the builds, yeah. it was just random ownership. But I wonder if we take the top like 1% of the build settings, because hmm. the goal is like, let's find the best combination of settings but like not have that variance aspect. So I would probably want to do this data smoothing like for top 5% and top 1% and see what that looks like. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: I could do that. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. I just chose 10%. as like, I thought this was like a baseline should smooth things out a bit. No, that that definitely
2: makes sense. And like, clearly like the trends we're seeing here, I think make a lot more sense than what you were showing before, obviously there's, like, this slate size 4, I feel like, let's just ignore the slate size 4, because clearly that has some kind of issue. But, like, yeah. beyond that, it's, like, correlation should be lower on smaller slates and bigger on bigger slates, generally. Yeah. Um, ownership doesn't seem to impact much, which is, I think, really interesting. Uh, not necessarily, like, a little bit weird, but, like, it seems possible. Um, or maybe we're just like ownership is not, or maybe just the ownership feed slider accounts for the slate size That's, yeah. anyway. That like That's what I was thinking. changing it, like maybe either it's random and it just averages out to five, or five is really just sort of like a good number no matter what. The, but yeah. I, I don't know about that. Um, and then precision. I mean, this there's not a big trend. I feel like some of the other tables there was.
0: Yeah. Bigger trend of uh, precision.
2: like, yeah, but like it. Mm-hmm. It, the other. I mean, the thing about precision, though, that I think kind um, of interesting is that like, some of what is doing is diversifying the pool, wow. the pool, which is not what we're measuring here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So obviously, we are taking smaller SIM buckets, which kind of impacts the upside of the um, the lineup pool, but the other part of what precision is doing is creating a more diversified. It's like a pseudo randomness setting in terms of like higher precision will give you a more diversified pool. But what, since what we're measuring is meet ROI, like yeah, you kind of want a. Um, it makes sense that it it kind of. Equal, like the equilibrium or whatever, it's six or seven because that you're getting the impact of the individual. Sorry, there's some banging going on somewhere. You're getting Sorry, the impact of the, uh, the individual sims a bit more. Um, yeah. But not having so much randomness that you're decreasing your like mean portfolio ROI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it kind of seems like that sweet spot, but it, it almost feels like. Um, one, increasing sim precision could be partly a a preference, a user preference thing, where it's like increase it to get a more diversified pool if you want to yeah. lower your risk a little bit. Um, but there's and, no like clear uh, yeah. ROI
0: like connect Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it could right. be a user preference thing, which I think could be interesting to explore. Um, but, but yeah, so right now I'm thinking about it, like. Even though the newer data only has like 30 something slates, not 46. I think like if that bug is fixed and I'm using this data smoothing technique and not just picking the one maximum, I think like that data is actually going to be a lot more insightful as we're like talking about this. Um, so seems like a really good like next step here, I think.
2: The other thing I'm thinking about, Elijah, is for these results, you're sort of averaging it across all the contests and slates that we have. I mean, you're dividing by the bucket or whatever, but yeah. I wonder if we should be, like, say you have two 10-game slates and in, mm-hmm. like, one of them the Saber sim projections are, like, pretty far off the field, and the yeah. other one, the sabersim projections are, like, very similar to the field. I think for the one where the Saber Sim projections are very far off, the ROIs are going to be a lot higher because basically we think there's a lot more, like, edge. Because we think the field is wrong. So we yeah. think the expected ROIs is going to be higher. And so, like, that slate is going to be just, like, all of those builds are going to be brought to the top when we take this top X percent. Yeah. Um, when, So oh. I, I kind of feel like what we should be doing yeah. is, like, individualizing this analysis by slate and then we can kind of average those results but like just combining all these different slates i think like if it's all what we care about more is like the roi relative to like the slate not relative to all builds across all slates does that make sense that makes a
0: lot yeah that makes a lot of sense like as that's a great idea i think that would be really insightful because like in the data smoothing that I'm doing now, like it's possible that like exactly you're only looking at the performance of the builds from like one of like five contests where just like similar builds did very well, and you're neglecting everything else. So I, yeah, I right, think you're, exactly. Like, yeah, where it's
2: like this, we think that this this field is like yeah. really um fishy, and like you know, somewhat some pitcher is going to be like is sixty yeah. percent owned, and we'll hate that pitcher. And so, like, basically, all the builds for that contest are the top of the ROI because we just like disagree. So, yeah, I think so I take that's top probably like having a pretty big impact. For sure. I would say, like, yeah, the top.
0: From each slate.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, each contest, re- well. Yeah, we,
0: we, I was funny. The only reason why I said slate and not contest was because getting the like the way the data is stored getting the contest id is going to be a little bit weird um but but yeah i, I think you're right i think for each contest
2: which sh- would be like the best right. way to so do so like this. the approach that i'm thinking of is we find the top whatever percent maybe five percent say mm-hmm. the five top five percent of builds by roi for each contest individually. And yeah. then we take those numbers, An av- yeah, and and do the analysis on those. And so then we have like our bucket. So like we have the top, the average build settings for the top five percent, yeah, of lineups uh, of builds for each contest. And then we say, okay, like let's look at all of the contests that fit this bucket, yeah. and let's see like what do the average build settings look like. Um, so we're yeah. like sort of taking the average of the averages. Um, yeah, that's yeah. But that's, I think doing it that way is like then we know we have like data from each contest rather than mm-hmm. yeah, just taking them all from one. Yeah, because we're
0: probably we're probably only using one contest in a lot of these just because of the nature of like yeah, I think this is great. Yeah. This also takes care of a lot of that sim bias. And kind that of we were talking, yeah. about, where it'll really overweight one contest if like we just nail that contest or vice versa. Um so yeah, I think that. That, that sounds great to me as like a next step
1: here. Would that potentially give us an opportunity to kind of like redraw the lines for the actual buckets we use in the app then?
0: That's like a, another step I would say. Matt. Yeah. I would say it. that what we yeah. should do
2: first is like, let's change the defaults given the current buckets. But I, yeah, yeah I mean, I think our goal was to redraw the lines a little bit. Um, But I would like to, like, given the current buckets, I would like to get some changes in there. I mean, I'm almost tempted to, like, I know we're not done with this, but I'm tempted to just globally lower the correlation for all MLB builds based on this data. Um, It feels to me, looking at this, that, like, we should basically be like i think the average correlation correlation is at eight for like most big slates i think right now in the app and i kind of want to set it to six i know that's not like the most sign, like we're still kind of in this process but it feels what the data is showing us is like correlation is probably i mean i'm going to dig into this a little bit after this i'm not going to make that decision right now but it feels like that might be an immediate win because like obviously we're doing this we want to get like the scientific good answer but like i want our users to like get good lineups like right away. like i, I don't want to, if yeah. we know that there's some flaw in the default settings i don't want to like wait on that i want to just like implement it even if it's something small but i'll kind of mm-hmm. uh think about that and maybe chat with you again elijah about this data but that's what i'm kind yeah. of thinking like right off the bat mm-hmm. is like lower correlation a little bit by default for mlb not a lot but especially since like yeah clearly correlation at six even gives you pretty strong stacks um and maybe precision as well but i, I want to look into the data a little bit more but yeah, yeah i think what we said about like yeah so that last idea of kind of averaging up the individual contests is good let's use even though the, oh, the new data has fewer slates, I think, try using that as well because I think it fixes sure. some of the, the bugs that we saw. Um, and then what else are we going to do? Um, maybe I'll look into maybe I'll try to run some sims on try to find some nine game slates or does like, I mean, we ran a lot of these builds, like a few I mean, we've been doing this series for like a month, so like maybe I'll run some from the past like two or three weeks because we sure. we haven't done any of those and just run some sims since they'll have all of our like improvements on our model and yeah. uh, any ownership improvements like we know that they're kind of like up to date um yeah just, just to get some more data in there sounds good and uh yeah yeah but i mean i feel like pretty good about where we're at here i think these are some interesting results and like we're pretty close to kind of getting to the finish line here
1: yeah, agreed. It definitely it, it definitely feels like we're getting close. Um I I was trying I was thinking like about what we're what doing here and I was trying to like think about it in my head. So the, the change we're making now is we're going to like measure this information on an individual contest level and then like
2: average yeah, that. I mean, right. Essentially like it's gonna be the results I think are gonna look the same. It's just right now we're taking, so like in this bucket, we have 20 max, 1,000 to 10,000 entries. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically taking all builds across that, of uh, all builds for all slates um, that fit and then like the sims of those builds Sorry, I'm I'm not explaining this well. But essentially, we're taking like the top ten percent, but like all of the top ten percent might be from one slate or one contest because like we're just sorting by ROI. It's we're taking the top ten percent by ROI, but that might just that might be unrelated to the build settings. It might be more just related to we think that the field in this specific contest is weak and. So, and we don't want to measure that. What we want to measure is like the relative build settings. And so we want to like take for each individual contest, you know, what are the top build settings? And then of those, each of those contests, then let's take the averages. Then we know that we're including data from every single contest that we're simming and we're saying, yes. Okay. On average, this, these build settings led to the highest ROI, Independent of the contest that you're entering, because obviously, I think uh, the like the optimal settings might differ based on each individual contest, depending on how soft yeah. it is, right? But like, we're not going to incorporate that into the default settings because that's just a very complex thing. So maybe it's like, oh, the softer the field, like if you think that you have a ton of projection edge, you might want to use like lower ownership fade because like you just want to like really um, right lean into like the value of the projections, right? If you think like especially for something like a weather game or like um I don't know you just there's some assumption that the field is making that you think is wrong. Um but basically we want to say like independent of the context of that slate and the context of that contest here are like the best settings just like not knowing anything about like the, the contest itself and whereas what we're seeing right now that elijah did is like it's kind of it's not really separating that out because all these builds might be coming from the same slate or the same
0: contest. i think that's very likely they are coming from the same contest now that we're talking about this because like you will have like what i saw in the data was like you'll have a contest with an insanely high roi pretty much regardless of the build settings just because we were pretty different from the fields um, yeah, so yeah that that was a good catch Matt I think that was something you Those yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah
1: it feels more in line with like the actual way that people like play DFS and use the app like they're yeah. they're playing their contests every day regardless yeah. of what the individual edges are on like that. Right. And that's point. how we
2: want to set the default settings anyway. Right. Is like, we're, this is just the default settings. Like, users can make their own adjustments if they feel like this specific situation lends itself to different settings. But like, we're just setting up the starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's really the yeah. goal of this project. So, yeah. Cool. Sweet. Sweet. I'm excited All to right, see
1: yeah. what comes out of that. I What, like, What's the time frame that are we thinking to, to like do that?
0: Uh, like from my end, the changes we just described don't seem too bad. I think I could definitely by early next week, that'll be wrapped up. If not by like tomorrow, the only thing in the back of my head that I'm questioning, man, Matt, Matt, maybe we'll need to connect on this is like, how to identify each builds contest ID, um, because the way in which it's stored in the cloud right now, I know it's in the uh, file name, I want to say. But actually, no, I think there's a way I actually, as I'm talking about it, I, I think I figured out a way, but that's the only thing that I, okay, I cool. see stuff like slowing me down. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I, I think I know how to do that. Uh, but yeah, early next week, I, this is the, all the infrastructure is there. So it's pretty easy just to like update the data and, you know, change the percentile threshold that I'm going to consider for an average. So like, yeah, I don't see this too bad being too bad.
2: Okay, Sweet.
1: cool. So yeah, we can kind of regroup early next week then. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Bye,